It's time for my brain is exploding with daily and meds They're gonna be unloading and chatting about things off the top of their heads They got a lot to say, so get ready for a full spread Ice cream, coffee beans, and everything that's in between And how to slay their physical and mental health goals today There may be chat of a certain Aquaman So just tune in now as you work or drive Or clue yourself in, give a mental high five And as we said, Patty's gonna talk about Jason Momoa I hear he's recently single So it's time for My brain is exploding With Dillian Mads Maddie Dylan We're back Hello and welcome back to My brain is exploding My brain really is exploding I honestly I... forgot the name of our podcast for like <laughs> half a second. That's fine. It's been it's been a summer of ups and downs and craziness, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of things. So, so here we are again. How was your how was your week, Maddie? How's your week's been? What's been happening? Um, it was really good. I Got to spend most of last week all alone. Oh, glorious. And it was wonderful. I got to binge watch a bunch of TV, read a bunch of books, and not feel guilty about it. Way (laughs) to go. Worrying that, like, oh, I should be doing something because there was nobody to do anything for except myself and the dogs. But that really is, yeah. And the dogs are like, just feed us and let us out to go to the bathroom and we're good. Yeah. So it was it was really lovely. I started on a new Turkish drama, which I told you Ooh. about. Yes, but it was I'm wonderful. very excited to start it as well. Oh, yes. But anyway, so it was lovely. It made lots of great food. Oh. So, yeah, how was your week? Um, it's, work has been really stressful. Um... But it was really good because I went to a three-day conference about patience, and it was very good for me and my brain. My brain needed it, and just to be away from work was nice. Yeah. But, like, I think my favorite thing I learned was that patience is waiting with a purpose, which I was like, ooh, (laughs) because normally I feel like, you know, just be patient, wait for your food. I forget the, the wait for part. Like, what are you waiting for? And, like, at a restaurant, you're waiting for your food, and then when you get it, you're so excited, and it was worth it. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you're waiting for a movie to come out, or a new book to get released, or whatever. Like, I forget that patience has a purpose. It's not just sit there and do nothing. You, like, are in expectation of the, the thing. So it's been a good brain shift for me to start thinking about things like, okay, so like even thinking about like, I told you I need to clean my house because I was gone for the weekend. So my house is a little bit of a disaster zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I mean, okay. I'm not agreeing that your house is a disaster no, zone. I, I can't know. see it. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm like, okay, I'm having patience with myself. Because I know that if I wait for myself to have the energy to clean my house, it will be so nice. But right now, I don't have that energy. So 
I'm being patient with myself. So clearly, it was a useful three days. Good job. Right? I know. I'm so, like, all proud of me. (laughs) That's lovely. I am. Yeah. It was good. And today, we have a, like, a doozy. I feel like maybe partially, too, this is why I keep putting this podcast off. Not this, like, our whole podcast in general, but this episode is just because I know this one is a heavy one and I'm like whew okay I needed to be I had to be patient with myself and be in a good mind frame because this is a this is a heavy one because today we're going to talk about um generational trauma dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I don't really I know what the subject is I don't really know what we're talking about Right. So this is just kind of a surprise for me, but I've been warned, so that's yes. And great. Also, warning. for the first time, we're not seeing each other's faces while we're doing this. I know, so this might be so that little... might that might be make it easier. I don't know. It might too, because then like I yeah, that might be too. Uh, it we'll see. Well, you guys can let us know if this one is different than. The other ones where we can see each other's faces. You can be like, you guys need to see each other. Clearly, it's missing something. (laughs) And I cut off your warning, sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say, so the reason we're talking about this is because generational trauma gets a lot of, like, I feel like there's a lot of TikToks about it, and there's, like, Instagram posts about it, and there's all these things that are, like, you have to be the cycle breaker and that is so hard and I obviously I'm not a psychotherapist I am not anything so these are just the things I've taken away from it there was a book called it didn't start with you that was just on one of my audible like free downloads and I was like "Hmm, that sounds kind of interesting and wow I was not prepared for the journey but one of the biggest disclaimers I would like to make is if you're starting to listen to this and you're like oh I don't want to hear them just rag on their parents that's not that's not what generational trauma is it it actually can go back multiple multiple generations so like um a lot of times they give the example of like the families who dealt with um like uh Oh my gosh, now my brain is blinking. This is why I needed my notes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, basically, like, the families that dealt with, like, um, imprisonment in, like, war-torn countries, like, the families from Ukraine, um, or families who dealt with, um, like, the Great Depression, and then you know you have like the baby boomers that then had to kind of make up for that and they still dealt with like a lot of times I think the biggest one that I always used to think I didn't realize it was a generational trauma thing but like so the families that lived through the great depression when they had kids they were like you have to eat everything on your plate because you never know when the next time you're gonna get food is like you might not get a full plate the next time so you can't waste that food well, then that carried down into the next generation and they were like, yep, you have to eat everything on your plate because it's wasteful if you don't do that. And then it became more like monetarily stressor. Mm-hmm. And then you ended up in like the 90s when it was massive like 
don't eat everything, only eat diet bars and milkshakes and that are like diet shakes and things that are so healthy for you because now we've been eating too much. So now we have to strict it. So those are all kind of in the line of a generational. So that's four generations of trauma. And there is a lot of like back and forth on it. Some studies, like there's a lot of cool studies they did with mice that show the generational trauma and the epigenetics of things, which is a big word. Totally Google it. It's just like the scientific word for that generational drop down of habits and the, the actual like things that travel down. But then there is also always the other side that says, uh, you can't really, really prove it. So this more episode is more just a like educational take what you want. How'd you say that earlier, Maddie? Take what you want, leave what you don't. Exactly. Boom. We're just people that are sharing what we've learned. This is always what this podcast is about. That's right. We are not encouraging you to do anything you don't want to do. We're just here sharing what we learned. So I genuinely loved the stuff they talked about. There was a study. um, There's actually been quite a few studies done um, with mice because mice do have such similar um, epigenetics to us there we go the underlying molecular mechanisms of epigenetic control there we go and there's like a lot in calgary canada's really big for epigenetic ones um there's also the scientific america which their website's really cool about the memories passed down from mice so one of the just short ones is they took a a generation of mice they started them out as babies and stuff and they every time they would spray like a cherry blossom scent into the box with them and then they would zap them with like a little electric shock right so Mm -hmm. pretty fast they learned cherry blossom smell equals pain we don't like that so then they took them out of that environment they went and they bred them and they had babies, and then they had the babies have babies, and they brought those great grand or those grandchildren mice babies back in. And they didn't, they never zapped anyone else, nothing else. And they sprayed cherry blossoms like that scent. Mm-hmm. And the grandbaby mice acted like they had been shocked, even though they had not. So, wow. yeah. So they were like, so clearly there was definitely something in in the DNA, in the structure that got passed down that said, anytime you smell this scent, be afraid. And there's other ones they did too where they like, um, they this one really broke my heart and I couldn't even look into it because I don't know why, like, that makes me sound so cruel, like I could handle the zapping and not this, but they took mice and they put them on a ledge and then they pushed them off. Oh, God. (laughs) And then they did same thing. They went, they let them, them, they kept them on a very plat, like, plain area. And they brought the grandkids back and they put them on a ledge and they didn't push them, but they just, like, huddled 
in the center. Like, they were so afraid of that height. And I was like, it's so sad. I couldn't, I couldn't keep listening to that one because however they were explaining it, I don't remember if that was in the book or another podcast I listened to because I listened to a bunch of stuff about it because it really got me on a hook, though, of how generational trauma can affect you. Also, that you're not just getting generational trauma. You also do sometimes get generational strength. So, like, those those mice, and they referred back to the mice with the cherry blossom scent, they they took them back out. They had another, so the grandkids had kids, so then now we're fourth generation down from the original mice that were zapped. And they, they sprayed it, and they didn't act like they'd been shocked, um, shocked, but they were, like, anxious. So it was like they had it had gotten a little better and apparently in this study it took up to seven generations of mice for them to stop being afraid of that smell and so they were talking does is that how it kind of works in humans and so they were talking about like I mentioned earlier where you've got the the great depression babies and then all the way down to like now I'd say me and you are Maddie as millennials or whatever you want to call us and obviously we're not seven generations quite down from that what are we five I can't do math I know I can't either (laughs) anyways it was just really cool because because they started asking questions so like what and these are questions you can ask yourself so if you have a pen or something and you want to like, just check and see if there's something that you realize, God, why does my family do this? It could be generational trauma from previous generations. And it's amazing what can start it. Like, without, not what can start it, but what can, oh my goodness, my brain. Um, so... The biggest, most common symptoms of those trauma is, do you have low self-esteem? Do you have depression? Do you have anxiety? Any insomnia? Anger issues is a big one. Um, And any self-destructive behaviors, which those are like more like your drinking, smoking, drugs, misuse of those things. At least as clarified by the involvementtreatment.com their parents childhoods impacting their kids article which is a really good article and I totally recommend to read I think it's really neat too because they they ask when what is your biggest fear so like if you had to write it down, if everything that you possibly saw going wrong in your life went wrong, what is it? Write it down, look at it, and then find the key words. So like, is it, I'm going to get fat, like not trigger warning on that, but like, I would say a lot of time, my grandma on my mom's side, um, had, uh, inflammatory cancer. And so everything just swole. And, and I've, I've known my grandma had cancer 
my whole life because she died before I was born. But I didn't realize how much of an impact it had made on my moms, obviously, because they had to watch that happen and see how much pain she was in. And then that prime of being so afraid of gaining too much weight. And is that what's going to happen? And then down to my where I'm trying to learn, okay, I don't have that condition. If I did, there's things, science has gotten better since those times. But also, is this a generational trauma that my family hasn't even realized we're dealing with? Because Mm -hmm. diets and that culture, as we've talked about a ton with no food rules and everything in this, is such a huge lifestyle now. But if you look back, you know, you think they always talk about like Marilyn Monroe was bigger hips than any of the models of today's world. And yet that was the beauty standard in her day. So to see those different beauty standards change as the generations have gone by and the styles of clothing and and all that, it's it's really interesting to start looking into it and just starting to piece together things. So what I am recommending all the way around is just get a little piece of paper and ask yourself some questions. Make like a family tree of what you know family members dealt with. And and it would be ones you, you know about, even if it's not like you know majorly. Like I always have known my grandma has cancer, but only I would say in the last like two years have I found out that it was actually, or that I at least remember as an adult now, that it was inflammatory cancer. Like, because before that, I always just been like, oh, yeah, she died of breast cancer, which is true. But it was that specific kind of cancer that really affected her so much. And then asking yourself that, is there a family member that had a problem with drinking? Is there a family member that had a problem with anger issues? And it would be in your, whatever your immediate family zone is. And that's going to be different for everyone whether, you know, you're a single parent, it's whatever your family dynamic looks like. And ask, and it's kind of interesting too, once you get the ball rolling to talk to those family members, to see those things. Because then the other thing that I always forget about my grandma is that she was adopted. And, and that thought of not knowing exactly where you come from was probably a lot of hers. So then in her kids, she always made them feel so loved and she didn't care about like decorations or anything. And I'm sorry, this is kind of a weird, but this is how, how much it can kind of jump around. And I think that's the coolest thing about it is it's kind of like a, a genealogy study of your family, but in a new perspective, like you're looking at it from like an outsider's outsider's view. And it, it's really neat because anybody that has done it or has done the family tree or anything like that let let me know because I think it's such a cool I just was really into how much it can help you heal the person you are today and then being that cycle breaker is really hard because you are breaking however many years of generational trauma and it's amazing so shout out to all the cycle breakers (laughs) and yeah that's and by finding all that out you're finding out who you are right and why you are the way you are it's amazing Mm 
thank you because yeah that's where i was going d brain good time <laughs> i get it but yeah it's been cool and it's been cool too because i didn't know my grandma but it's been fun to learn these things about her and say oh okay like i can see why my mom and aunts and our family acts the way we do with certain things because that is a trauma and like my mom then losing a mom she was 18 when she lost her mom and so that then affected her as a parent to me once I passed that age and then once she is now older than her mom was when she died and that's a different kind of trauma that you don't necessarily think of because for so many times too I feel like that's just life. That's how it is. That's what you have to deal with. But it's neat to be able to look at it and and learn from it. And that's where you get the healthy side of it, of getting that generational strength. That it made her stronger. It made my mom stronger. It made me stronger in these days. And it's just a really cool, like, there's both sides. Because I feel like generational trauma a lot of times is like, oh, your family was so horrible. And really, it's they had trauma too. That's why they're not the best person ever you know nobody Mm -hmm. is so it was just a really neat like deep dive but it really it really is a deep dive and there's like a bunch of other offshoots of it that then you can get into like like I was telling you Maddie earlier um obviously I can't because I'm not with it today clearly but there there's like the codependency route there's the um addictive behavior obviously with like the lack of self moderation um where you basically are just trying to numb all your feelings because it's just too much Mm -hmm. and so it's really interesting how much one small little question can really get the ball rolling so that's why I definitely recommend a piece of paper which I had and then I could not find before we started recording because as I said previously my house is a mess and I don't know where I put it (laughs) but 10 for 10 recommend and I will try and find the study in particular that they did with the mice and the cherry blossoms because that was really cool and I'll try and post that on our Instagram because that was the one that really helped me see that passing through the the most how deeply ingrained it can be in your DNA exactly and and then it's kind of vindicating for some of the people who think, oh, you're just, like, you're just so emotional. Like, I, I always tease me and my mom because I'm a crier, like a Hallmark crier. Like, cry at a good commercial, like a cartoon show, anything. I'm a mm-hmm. crier. And my mom's a crier, too. And I, I was asking, um, oh, this is a while ago, but I was like, was grandma a crier? Like... And no, she wasn't. So then it's like, okay, so was that like part of that losing the mom at 18 that that started things, you know, it's just interesting Mm -hmm. to kind of be like, hmm, all these traits and stuff that are so who we are. And yet there's usually a reason behind them. And I think sometimes understanding that reason makes it easier if it is like a trait, like if if it was someone who was struggling with 
like an addiction or something like that it makes it easier to understand why you have it it's not it it didn't start with you it's not just a you thing like Mm -hmm. there is trauma behind that and if there's trauma then you need to help self-care yourself back and understanding that everybody has trauma it's figuring out what yours is mm-hmm. you you may not know it's there or what it is but we all have trauma we have trauma in our bodies we have trauma from experience says you know we it's just figuring out what it is and then dealing with that exactly and it's so cool because you like we can do more like how we did with the um your episode last time about the boundary setting questions and all those and the phrases there's so much more to it so we can do more if this is something that people want us to look into more obviously I will be down for that because I went into like a rabbit hole of of it so let us know if this is something we can do more about and I'll have Maddie help take notes so it's not as spastic. <laughs> Maddie's a much better note keeper. I take good notes. I just lose them. So. I'll- okay. I'll, we'll, I'll give you that I'm good at taking notes. The problem is I'm bad at reading my handwriting. And <laughs> then I get lost. So I'm not like... Like, on all those Bachelor recaps, I'm always like, wait, wait, what did I say? (laughs) Oh, man. Ooh, speaking of, I'm going to divert. Bachelor new season with the new chick looks pretty interesting. Yes, I have not started watching it because I've been, we've been so busy. Right. But I am going to start, the first two episodes are out right now. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what I had on that today. Good fun deep dive. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't too deep. It was just kind of a Cliff Notes version, which was good for today, I think. Right. I think we can go deeper next time. Right. And we can see what what everyone feels. Go with that vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, so Maddie, you have some hilarious miscellanies for us though today. Yes, I do. And I am here for those. I took over your job today. I like it though, because I feel like I talked to this whole thing, so I, <laughs> I'm happy. And when you read them to me this morning, I was like, you, I told you you needed to read them because they were, you, I was like, I can't do better than what you just did, so. Yeah, I was like, well, we haven't done these in a while, and I'm going to look at the paper and see what I can find. And Um, you found some gold. I found three that were pretty funny. Okay, so this first one. June in said area that I'm in that I'm not going to mention the name. The aroma of barbecues, mountain air, and 24D. Please educate yourself. Please check the info on it with the NIH. It is a poison. That's why it kills broadleaf plants. Dandelions have never killed anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So, fun fact, in the area I live in, 
everyone is very anti um pesticides everyone's really into natural things so this was particularly funny to me and and you'll look out at everyone's yards and like yeah there's dandelions everywhere which really it's not hurting anyone and they're kind of pretty so i get the, it's just so funny dandelions have never never killed, killed any- anyone all it made me think of was um, from Ice Age when Sid is like the last dandelion of the season. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we don't like poison. Okay, <laughs> next one. Being judged by someone who has never had to earn a paycheck in their life and whose wealth has come from a divorce settlement and a trust fund from an inheritance is laughable, if not pathetic. I didn't know that TV and being spoiled and lazy were hobbies until I met you. <laughs> Maddie, are they talking about you? <laughs> TV was a hobby? Oh my gosh. TV is self-care. Jump back. It really is. Like, but that is hilarious. Because I'm like, I would like to know, because I feel like, obviously, okay, maybe that person has had some easy starts, but also I'm sure they have their own trauma. Yeah. Clearly that person is like, mm-mm, you can't judge me, which is true. Don't let somebody else judge you. She probably had the final straw because she's been judged her whole life. Probably. Or he, I don't know who this yeah. is. He or she. They. This um, person. Are my blankets rustling really bad? I can't hear. Well, now I can. Well, when that's you just said that. Just, my arm is falling asleep. Anyway, okay. I'm sure it's not as bad as last episode, which I'm sorry again for. No, you're, you're fine. Sorry, I didn't mean to do a callback. <laughs> no, episode. you're fine. You're fine. I was just making like, I can't hear him. Because it was kind of buried in my covers. So anyway. Yeah. As long as you've been able to hear me okay, that's usually what it sounds like. Right. So. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Last one. Attempting to call your unleashed dogs back after they have accosted us does not count as you being in control of your animals. It is considered animal at large, which is a misdemeanor in this area. <laughs> Leash your dogs. <laughs> After your dogs accosted us. <laughs> um, Attempting to call your unleashed dogs. I feel like they ha- they are totally referencing my pets because the amount of times... My dogs will jump to the fence and go, like, lick people is ridiculous. Well, yeah, but your one dog is, like, a horse, a mini horse. So you'd have to, like, cover over the top of the fence to get him to stay inside. He's just so excited. He loves people. Yeah. He likes to go lick a certain baby's face. Like, every time they walk by... It's a it's a mom, her baby, and then their dog. And every time Coda sees them, he's like, "Oh boy, I gotta go see that baby." 
<laughs> he's like the wolf from uh, Storts. <laughs> did we just fall in love? <laughs> yes. yes, we are did. We in love? Are we in love? Yes. Yes, we are in love. I'm in love. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, yeah, that's all, all the ones I found today. Yeah. Excellent job handling the miscellany, Maddie. Oh, thanks. And I don't have any Maddie's take, so. I know. That's okay. Any Momo news? Um, I feel like there was, oh, his, um, oh gosh, his vodka is now international, so it's available. (gasps) Ooh, have we found any yet? It just launched in New Zealand this weekend or last week. So, yeah, we're in New Zealand, but we can't get it where I am. Like, come on. I'm sure it's somewhere. I just, I think it's where I live. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't look for it when I traveled. So I'm just having everyone in different areas look for it. Yeah. And it's called Mele. It's M-E-L-I. It's Mele, yeah. Mele, oh, sorry. No, you're, you're fine. It's probably pronounced anyway. Anyway. Anyway you want to say That's it. what, that's what we should, if we ever start alcohol company, we should name it any way you want to say it. <laughs> it's alcohol. <laughs> it's alcohol. <laughs> it's like that lady on t- TikTok that's always like, coconut milk. Oh, coffee. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Maddie, this has been so nice. Yes, it has. Everyone, thank you for listening. You guys are the bestest. And yeah, I think I think I'm good. Do you have anything else, Maddie? I don't think so. We'll All be right. back when we're back. <laughs> That's right. Uh, music is by Sarkar Mir. Editing is done by Maddie because she's amazing. Uh, executive producers are Maddie and Dylan. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great rest of your day. And Momo, if you're listening, how you doing? And give me some of that vodka. Okay, yeah, bye. for real. My brain is exploding as dumb. Dilly and Matt have had the fun. We'll come back next time. Share some more. My job is to sing this song and let you know it's time to move on. If you want to hear more, please hit subscribe. That's it for this outro song. Please watch your step and mind the gap every month.